Hello, and welcome to The Trumpet, the official podcast of Elephant Room Productions. As always, I am your host, Robert Jean Pelleccio, and joining me today is Katie Wilson, our marketing director. Thank you for coming in, Katie. Thanks for having me. And any other scuttling you hear in the background, keeping with our long-standing tradition of having an unintentional animal co-host, which is now becoming more and more intentional as it goes on. Uh, my newest addition to the podcast, my actual cat, Albus. I adopted a cat. That's awesome. He's adorable. He is very adorable. We'll put a picture of him on the website. I literally just fed him elephant-shaped treats. Which I did not realize I had. <laughs> um, but extra side note, the treats that... Oh, there he is. The treats that are shaped like elephants were given to me by our artistic director, Lauren M. Shover. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> um, so, Katie, you've been on the show before, before you were the marketing assistant, and now you have moved up to marketing director. Um, and I just want to thank you for everything you've done in that time. It has been a whirlwind of a few months <laughs> prepping for various projects and things, uh, but you have handled everything thrown at you very, very well, especially the online uh, presence. Well, thank you. Um, no, it's been so much fun, and I was uh, prepped very well as an assistant, <laughs> and um, yeah, have kind of learned my way around the internet as far as social media because of this, and it's been awesome. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I mean, I think I've said on this podcast before, but um, way back in the early days of Elephant Room Productions, I briefly served as marketing director, and I would say that was, it was one of the biggest challenges for me was finding how to do that balance of the different post when to post to Facebook, when to post to the website, to Twitter, mm-hmm. when to not neglect the other, and you really have a flair for balancing <laughs> all of those hats and I just want to thank you for that because it definitely shows um particularly just the uh just the random have fun here's a post (laughs) pictures you did the the Shakespeare one one recently which is actually going to tie into our discussion today um sidebar where did you find the Elephant Shakespeare. Elephant Shakespeare. I searched far and wide and found him on <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> like I kept typing in like Elephant Shakespeare, Shakespeare as an elephant, Shakespeare elephants, and I uh, finally found that. Um, but no, it was this whole series on Pinterest of um, elephants doing different things. So I'm kind of excited to use that in the future too. Oh, so you have um, a you have a stockpile I do of. Now, oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to send me this. I will not. I will not steal your thunder, but I. <laughs> Need, I need a yeah. store of elephant thing. I, it's, well, we'll talk more after yeah. this, but it's actually my all-time... It is really, really random, um, and I promise to get back on topic. But ever read The Far Side? Mm-hmm. Be- all-time best Far Side comic, in my opinion, is about an elephant. It's, it's very off-topic, and it has nothing to do with theater, and we'll get back to the main point in a moment. But it's two hunters on safari, and they are up against an elephant holding a tiny switchblade in his oh, paw... Gosh. And the one hunter goes, watch out, Higgins, that one has a knife. <laughs> it's it's brilliant. I know, I, I love it. And I know to all of my listeners out there that hearing Farside cartoons described 
uh, is ten times funnier than seeing them. <laughs> Not really. It's brilliant. Um, but no, elephants have been a part of my life for a very long time, Same. too. I was obsessed. I, I am obsessed with elephants. I literally have one tattooed on my back. So as soon as I, even just coming into the company, I was like, listen, guys, I can help out. I have so much elephant stuff. <laughs> like, I was ready. I was like, I will take a million pictures, post every day. <laughs> and I was I was Horton many years ago, so I've, I've, I, I've I got Gertrude. a little bit of elephant. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sing for you at the end. Um, but no, it's um, it's been a lot of fun. And um, the thing that marketing, that being the marketing director has really made me tap into, um, and I was, I think it's the reason that made me fall in love with the company in the first place, um, is just how much I love to talk about it. <laughs> um, I don't shut up about this company. Uh, I can be anywhere and I will just be, I'll bring it up, uh, even if you don't want to hear it probably, but most of the time I find a way to bring it up. Um, I'll be at a bar and I'll hear someone talking about how they were on a show once or they did this or they did that and I will find a way to talk about this topic um which is kind of yeah um networking it's become a really great way to network with different people artists not artists people just wanting to talk about the elephant in the room um a little bit of everything uh it's kind of how we ended up being able to do this show. I really think that that's great because that's honestly, that's the way any theater grows is exactly. just tell one Word person. Now. Yeah. I, and that, that came about, I've seen that, uh, through various events we did. We did the, um, uh, the suicide walk last year mm-hmm. in Philly and we were wearing elephant Room productions t-shirts and, uh, we happen to have some flyers for suicide stories. And I remember just running into a couple people, think one of them had worked at the Arden or like they'd worked with a friend of mine and I just introduced myself and said oh Elephant Room Productions and they were like we've heard of you and I'm I like what <laughs> and this <laughs> is this is early like nowadays yeah. we're a little more yeah. present online but that was the early days when we were just starting I'm like oh my god you've heard of us so just rolling right into um the main topic of the day mm-hmm. um can you first Big drum roll, tell us the name of this cabaret. So, um, we are producing a cabaret in June called A Midsummer Night's Cabaret Bottoms Up. Um, Which I am in love with that title, by the way, I need to tell you. I, it's so great. That was all thanks to our graphic designer, Chris, because I reached out to everybody and was like, please help us. Um, and he is awesome at coming up with puns and names, so if you ever need puns or names, please reach out to Chris Yula. <laughs> So what can you say about the format and setup of this project? Uh, I definitely want to get into how it originated and how it came about. But first, can I, can we get just like kind of a basic layout of the whole evening? Yeah. Um, so it is a cabaret and it is based on A Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, Which is one of my favorite Shakespeare plays of all time. Me too. It's so great. <laughs> it's a good one. Have um, you done it? Yes, I have. I'll get, Who are you? We'll get into that way. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, I played a couple different roles, but my favorite was uh, Titania. Oh, nice. So much fun. I got to be super ethereal and weird and fairy-like. I loved it so much. Is that I'll I'll talk about this production later because it was a lot of um, okay. sure. it had a lot of um, inspiration into like how I'm doing things with this. But um, it was based on like uh, it was it was kind of if um what is it? What hot American summer meets Midsummer. It was ridiculous, and it was amazing, and we had so much fun with it, and I'll talk about it later. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I was very cool, like, hippie Titania. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so the um, 
the layout of this is that we have about 10 different acts. We've employed um, a bunch of different artists from Philly and New York to come in and just write their own uh, piece. I sent out a bunch of um, like quotes and inspiration and characters and all this good stuff and just said to them, hey, take this amazing play and do whatever you want with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my background has made me very wary about... Um, like playing around with Shakespeare, like changing it. But going back to the show that I did, uh, when we had it very 70s, very Wet Hot American Summer themed, I realized that you can you can play with the themes of this and you can mess with them and make them modern and make them ridiculous and still get the whole heart of that show and any of Shakespeare's shows really, just by like using your own energy and your own um, abilities and really playing with it as long as you're not changing his work. <laughs> it's really interesting, though. The thing with Shakespeare is it's been it's been done so many times, so many plays, that it's a weirdly specific line because on the one hand, because there are so many ways to interpret his plays and works, mm-hmm. there's really no wrong way to do Shakespeare. And at yeah. the same time, there are many wrong, wrong ways <laughs> to do Shakespeare. No, I guess. Like, I've, I've, and I've seen that before. Uh-huh. Like, I've seen... I've seen people draw a meaning out of a line I never thought of before. Yeah. And I've also seen, you know, the best way, uh, the best way to describe it is uh, when I was a youth, my sister and I would fight a lot. My father uh, would tell my sister, like, you know, instead of fighting, just say, you could be right and walk away. And my sister, being my sister put a little twist on that she would always end every argument with you could be right but you're not and that's what i think of sometimes when i see certain productions of shakespeare there we go oh my gosh well i hope that that's not what you walk away from this no yeah sorry we're just talking about in general but let's let's go back to yes let's go back to our production so the way this kind of um is going to meld together is that uh, think of a cabaret. So people get up, somebody is emceeing, somebody's getting up and talking at you. Life is about, a cabaret, old chum. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so someone's gonna stand up and talk to you about what you're gonna see and they're gonna tell you jokes and they're gonna say fun things and then you're gonna see all of these incredibly talented people getting up and just performing their own pieces. Um, and this is this is going to be a bunch of different stuff. Um, the fun thing about this is, so I am I'm directing the piece and I'm kind of overseeing everything, as well as um, Phil Zechner, who is producing it. He's our executive produ- uh, executive director. Oh my goodness, he's our executive director. So we're kind of um, spearheading this and um, helping everybody come up with these pieces. And the fun thing about it is that, is that I am not going to completely know what anyone is bringing to the table until the day before. Um, so this goes up on June 4th Uh, we are all officially meeting as a cast per se on June 3rd and I will see all of this come to light Um, we had about two months month and a half month and a half to put this together so I just kind of cold reached out to a bunch of different people that I knew and trusted as artists and said here's all the inspiration like I said, do whatever you want. Um, and we have everything from original songs to um, love sonnets, kind of like modernized. Um, you're going to see characters 
interact with other characters of the show that you never thought would interact in that way before. You're going to see gender bending. You're going to see like all of these different topics brought to light from the show in a very ERP kind of way. Um, what I love about the artists that we've employed to do this is that they they just got it. They got what I was nice. asking for. Like when I said, hey, we're doing this, but we're not going to produce a Shakespeare play because we don't do that as a company. You're going to like, if you can just, you know, use the themes that we like to talk about, whether it's suicide or rape or whatever that is, like take this, but you know, just bring it to light in a beautiful way and have fun with it. I know that sounds kind of like messed up, but that's what we do as a company. And they really, really ran with it. And some of the stuff that you're going to see, it's going to be comedic, but it's going to be pretty dark. And it's, it's just awesome. Yeah, I will say, like, when you originally, when you sent your first email out, um, I, I will say the first time I read it, it did take a moment to wrap my head around what <laughs> the whole gist of yeah. it was. Because um, it, it's a very, very unique and uh, interesting take on just the th- I've never, I don't think I've ever seen something that was just, you know, the themes of Shakespeare, or the, the, yeah. the ideas of a play. Mm-hmm. built into something else um specifically with shakespeare mm-hmm. um so what um you don't have to go into specifics we'll save the surprise for the actual show but what are mm-hmm. uh some of the mediums that people have chosen to bring the story to life so um i gave them a bunch of different ideas and people um came up with their own as well but we're going to have um a movement piece we're gonna have a bunch of songs um one of one of my guys has um he it was a project he was working on before where he was taking sonnets and turning them into songs um he's an amazing acoustic guitarist and so he's been doing that on his own so the, the second i emailed him he got back to me and was like hey i could just do this but do it with shakespeare stuff and i was like perfect so he's going to be interluding the whole thing and we're actually working together because most of them are duets and um i worked with him the other night and we've um he wrote all of these pieces based on like some of the monologues and scenes in the show um but they're they all sound completely different and so they're this awesome interlude between each thing kind of like welcoming in a new character and we're keeping everything in like somewhat of a chronological order so like when there's a mess of stuff happening with Oberon in the beginning that's going to be in the first act and Matt's song will come in to say this is one of Oberon's scenes and he's going to sing it and I'm singing a couple with him a couple other people are singing with him as well um so that's really cool sorry I kind of went off on that (laughs) um but we have songs we have uh, like I said like modernized sonnets um there's a couple different duets. There's a there's a puppet show, a sock puppet show that I'm pumped about. <laughs> um, Which is a sentence that I don't know has ever come up before. I'm so I'm not, excited about I'm not criticizing the sentence, but I believe this is another unique thing about this I'm project. I'm so excited. Like we just wanted to, like I said, like ERP, the stuff we talk about can be kind of dark, and Shakespeare, the stuff he talks about can be kind of dark. But there's so much humor in both parties, <laughs> for lack of a better way to combine us and Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> but there's both there's so much humor and so much fun. Um, so we just wanted to find as many ways as we could to bring that together. 
So back to Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Um, why Midsummer specifically? Because there, with the trove of Shakespearean plays mm-hmm. and Shakespearean comedies, why Midsummer Night's Dream? So Midsummer was brought to us um, by City Tap House. So City Tap House in University City in Philadelphia. Um, they had worked with a company that um, Phil and I had also worked for, um, where they were producing Shakespeare plays um, every month. And that company has since moved on. So they kind of handed the baton off to us, talked to City Tap House, and they were like, do you want to work with this company? They're pretty cool too. And we were like, yes, please. Um, so we, um, we sat down, had a meeting with them. And the first thing they said was, oh, so you're a theater company. Can you produce Midsummer Night's Dream? Because they had since produced um, Taming of a Shrew and Love Labor's Lost, or they were going to, but um, didn't end up working out. So because it's kind of like the change within the other companies. So they, um, they sort of just brought it to us and they said, can you do this or can you do something like it? And we said, yes, we can certainly do something like it. <laughs> so they kind of have this track record of um, using different shows. And because this is coming to the summertime and because it's a little more light and fun, um, this is actually opening Philly Beer Week uh, for Philadelphia at this bar. Um, so it's, it's a big deal. and It's really cool. Um, but they, they just gave us the show. Um, because they said, we really want to do this. And the big inspiration behind it was that um, they wanted to um, incorporate different beers um, to promote Philly Beer Week. So any beer drinker out there, any craft beer drinker out there is um, familiar with the idea of different beers for different seasons being named after something relating to that season or theater or whatever else. Um, So the thing that they we're really basing this off of was that um, Bell's Brewery has an Oberon beer, so an Oberon Ale. So they wanted us to use that within the show, kind of as like very specific marketing. And so they said, our challenge is to either do some research and find other beers that might be named after Midsummer, which there have been a few, or reach out to local breweries and actually have them make the beers for us. So this is also a very specific and very cool thing about this show. Um, we as a company, as ERP, have reached out to multiple breweries and a really cool cider place in the area um, that is creating casks and cans for our show. Um, they're going to name them after characters or themes or something in Midsummer related so that everybody can be just drinking and having a good time and really like getting to know us as well as these breweries during the show. Um, one of the main reasons why we were so gung-ho about this is because it's one of the things that um, this company was built on. Right. Um, which is something I didn't even really know because I'm I'm a newer member. Um, but since Phil and I are kind of spearheading this, he was all about it because he was one of the founding members. And um, Donovan, our collaborative comp- company brewer, apparently used to... Um, the whole idea was whenever we would do shows, he would make beers um, regarding that show. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. So I was like, well, that's like weirdly my convenient. Part, my favorite part of that was just hearing the names of yeah. Don, Donovan Krebs, um, who is, at the time of this recording, the assistant brewer um, at the Maniac Brewing Company, has a real knack and pension for not only coming up with brilliant recipes for beers but coming up with brilliant names for beers so so um like specifically looking forward to see what he comes up with because he um 
and Maniunk are creating a beer for us, and we're super excited. Um, a couple of the other ones we have on board are Dock Street Brewery in West Philadelphia, um, Plowman Ciders, um, as well as Bells, and I think City Tap House has a couple others coming in too. But those were kind of the main ones um, that we had reached out to, and everybody's super excited about it. We've been getting really cool feedback about the idea um and what this has made the show turn into is kind of a huge theatrical drinking game um so if you come to this event you will kind of think about like watching your favorite movie think about watching mean girls this is what i do (laughs) you're watching mean girls and you go on google and you look up a drinking game and they're like every time katie does this you take a drink every time this happens finish your beer that's going to happen in this show that is so so fetch yeah perfect so thank you for not fighting me on fetch that could have gone two different ways i'll fight you about it later uh, you better um we'll take a break from our specific cabaret i just i kind of want to hear more about your background with Shakespeare, and you yeah. you mentioned earlier specifically Midsummer being mm-hmm. very important to you, <laughs> as it is summer. to me. Yeah. I was I've done two productions of well three technically. <gasps> I've been into and I have assistant directed one. <laughs> nice. um, uh, if I back when I was in college, I played Bottom, mm-hmm. um, which is the role I was born to play in He's, this show. Yes. Um, in uh, early 2016, I assistant directed. A, the Hedro Theater youth production of it. Cool. And then later that year, I worked with the director. Um, we kind of remounted a smaller scale version of it for uh, an event in media later that year. Um, we had a couple students from the class, some of whom had graduated, some were still in high school, and then we had a couple uh, adults come in. But that was a that was an interesting show, and I'm seeing a lot more of this with Midsummer now mm-hmm. with the double casting. Um, but uh, that time, I ended up playing Demetrius and Flute, which was interesting to <laughs> come awesome. up with. Um, and our bottom was Lysander. So uh, we had kind of like yeah. one dynamic where I was kind of the more showy, mm-hmm. you know, brass character. And then the other where I was the much more meek. It was yeah. coming up with different voices was the fun yeah. part there. But uh, that was an interesting. We, we did the traditional Oberon Titania um Hippolyta Theseus double. Yeah, but I think our, I did that. <laughs> our Aegeus was also um, sn- uh, is Snout the Law or is Snug the Law? Uh, I believe it's Snug. Yeah. Our Aegeus was another character too. Yeah. I can't remember who though. He might be. No, he wasn't the Law, but he's, he was the Law. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, but yeah, talk to me about your production. Who, uh, yeah, um, so <laughs> I've, I've been in a couple as well, but okay. more, more of them were. Um, more so snippets so i uh i went to DeSales university and i loved oh, that it. was that used to be my first choice that <laughs> really was, that was a, one oh, of the top one of the ones i was really narrowing down between part yeah. bloomsburg um but yeah DeSales is awesome uh one of the coolest things and one of the biggest pulls for um theater students to DeSales, other than the fact that the the, uh, the um program itself is wonderful especially for um like acting and directing um but the program itself is wonderful uh but one of the big pulls is that we house the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, so the Pen- I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> so the Pennsylvania Shakespeare Festival um, is just a huge attraction in PA, and um, they employ many actors from all over. Um, a lot of the actors um, 
that we have come back have been actual um, DeSales grads or uh, DeSales students. And um, they're just doing, you know, big things now, either in New York or California, and they all come back um, to work here because it's, it's just a great place to work. And it's great exposure, and you get to work with such amazing directors. Um, a lot of the um, great actors and directors from around Philadelphia and New York will come and work with them there. Um, and I had the honor of working there as um, at the time they had turned their intern company into a company called the um, Young Actors Company. Young Actors something, I don't remember. Um, but um, yeah, so that specific year they had uh, just started allowing just the Young Actors Company to um, to work on their own Shakespeare play. So um, that summer was fun. That summer was a lot of work for me. Um, it was one of my first real big professional um, shows and, or gigs. And so while performing in a children's show um, every day for three months, in the morning, I then I've had to been, been there. <laughs> yeah, which been. was fun. It was fun. Um, but on to, and that was all with the young co- young company. That's what we were called, just the young company. Oh, I say actors. Um, but the young company, on top of that, um, would be placed into different shows throughout the season. They do five altogether, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and you would be either like a really like well named actors understudy or you would actually just be working alongside them I mean regardless you were working alongside them but we got to do that so I got to work with um, some like really heavy Shakespeare while also just like learning from these amazing actors and directors um, that summer I was also in Measure for Measure and I got to play a prostitute and a nun simultaneously Ooh. it was ridiculous it was awesome though um, so I had a lot of fun doing that um, but yeah so they allowed us to work on our own Shakespeare play which was Midsummer. Um, and they brought in one of their old uh, directors who has been around for years Aaron Hurley Aaron Hurley Sheffield yeah she's amazing and um, she came up with this idea to twist the theme a little bit and make it like a 70s themed summer camp um, so, um, yeah, like Robert was saying, there's always a lot of double casting in this, especially I think altogether there were eight males and four females. So we mixed yeah. up a lot. Um, and I played Titania and Hippolyta, who, you know, in a sense are similar. Yeah, they're, more, they're more traditional. They're, yeah, they're traditional cast. and they're pretty, they're, they're similar in what they want yeah. in the end, kind of. But, I mean, they're, they're not even of the same species. So you really have to mix them up. So, like, finding the like grave differences between them was so much fun for me um and i really did make them to- two totally different characters like i was saying to tanya like i <laughs> i got made fun of it for for a while but i spoke like this and i had this like really like lilting voice like she was crazy because she was i mean it was the 70s so basically yeah. we were all just you know um <laughs> but it was it was really really fun so Kids we got to play like hippies <laughs> um but it was awesome and it really opened my eyes to what you can do with Shakespeare um but on top of that uh the gentleman who had run the whole Shakespeare um festival was also uh my teacher for the last two years and he was just so so brilliant and very good at just being like you cannot change his words <laughs> you have to memorize everything by rote but it's it's so important like if you don't go in with the exact like 
understanding of what yeah. he was talking about, you will never be able to play with those words. You will never be able to change the theme, anything, because, you know, opinions aside, my dude was a genius. And he really, he, William Shakespeare just created such amazing pieces of art um, that the fact that we are still performing them today mm. and still changing them in our own ways as far as themes go, um, they really are timeless. And I think it's just been, this has brought me back to which, everything I love. Which, by the way, on that note, if Shakespeare knew that we were, uh, like, if Shakespeare knew that we were still performing mm -hmm. uh, his words and giving new life to them, I'm sure he would be thrilled. If he knew that we were teaching them to high schoolers in English <laughs> class and yeah. in college classes yeah. and examining the complexity of his penis jokes that he throw it <laughs> like that's i yeah like he, look at it are you serious no that's a dick joke yeah. you just devoted an entire college semester to a dick awesome. joke um <laughs> no it's, what was interesting about my first production of pit summer is we we did sort of an unintentional twist on the normal shakespeare casting because mm -hmm. i was i was in college but many if, if not the rest of the cast, I believe, was in either in high school or just about to go into college. Yeah. So that age range don't get a lot of men going out. Mm -hmm. So we had mm -hmm. we had three male actors. It was myself, our flute, and our Oberon, and everyone else was played by women. And yeah. it was kind of a really neat, uh, a really neat twist on the all male casting that mm -hmm. we, done. we also opened that show with a green show which was kind of neat we did out, mm -hmm. like outside it was done at a place called the barn playhouse it was built out of an old barn so outside in this whole green area we had like before the show like 20 minutes of like juggling acts and yeah. like various things you would see before a shakespeare play and then we would all just all right let's go into the theater now so let's... the shakespeare festival every show you go to see there is actually opened by a green show Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, they have it on the front lawn and uh, yeah, now it's it's more of um it's more of just music, but uh, but it's it's beautiful. It's a really cool way. And there's always like a couple yeah. shows playing at once. And I, that's something I love too. There was um it might have been Philadelphia Shakespeare that did it before. Just the the repertory of like using the same cast and yeah. uh, set mm -hmm. for two shows at once. It's yeah. brilliant. When we did measure for measure, um, the same cast and like the mixing up the set was um, used for. They do that every every year now. Um, I think they started it maybe four years ago. The year that I worked there, it was the importance of being earnest and measure for measure. Nice. And they just flipped everything. It was, it was really, really cool. So the idea of that you can go um, see a matinee of, importance of, of the importance of being earnest with one cast and then see those same people playing completely different roles at night in measure for measure. <laughs> um, it was really cool. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess back to the closing on the cabaret. Um, what um, what do you hope that people either who are familiar or even people who aren't familiar with Elfhorn Productions, what do you hope that any audience member will take away from this piece? What I hope they take away from this piece is that we know how to have a good time. <laughs> we... Uh, know how to drink <laughs> no. um no but we know how to get i think i've <laughs> proven that i know how to drink i am uh, literally drinking a beer on an elephant room coaster right now <laughs> but anyway uh yeah that we we know how to have a good time while still um 
just really giving you rich theater. I mean, this stuff is going to be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be different. It's going to be so much fun. Um, but it's also going to be very, very quality. Um, like I was saying, the people that, the artists that I um, am able to work with during this, I'm so pumped because, you know, they, they took my idea of just being like, hey, take Shakespeare and run with it. But they really delved into ERP's mission statement, um, which is just to always talk about the untalkable like the the things that people don't want to talk about so they really ripped apart these themes and they're just throwing them out there so we still get to really like send our message as a company and we get to have fun and drink while we're doing it so i just hope that people they get that they love it they drink and yeah you had me at drink and yeah (laughs) um (laughs) Well, I guess to close up, I'll do a little twist on uh, one of my usual final closing questions. I always like to ask sometimes, um, especially if someone I've had on the show before, um, I like to mix up uh, my traditional what's your favorite play, theater, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, with If you could share a drink with anyone from a play, who would it be? Mm-hmm. I'm going to narrow it down to Shakespeare today. So if you, could, <laughs> yeah. if you could share a drink with any Shakespearean character, Midsummer or not, uh, who would it be? I really threw you on the spot there. I understand. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's like quite all right. Oh, it's just weird where my mind went. Um, where? Where'd my it go? Mind I need went, to know. My mind went to Iago. <laughs> all right. Let's How talk about Iago. That be? Oh my God. Like, he's just so twisted. And I just, you know, yeah. like, I feel like I could walk into a bar with him and at the same time we would be like whiskey neat and then become best friends. <laughs> like I just I just see yeah. it. <laughs> I really yeah, plus he's it's he's voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. So he's <laughs> like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um for, uh, for me I love birds. <laughs> for me it would have to be bottom. Just uh, I feel like um I I would like to think that I'm not um I'd like to think that my head is not as far up my ass as his is, but um, we definitely share Puns. we definitely share the same passion for theater and oh, acting. Um, well, I don't know if he what he does is considered acting or theater, <laughs> but he thinks it is, and um, that is Robert important. will be portraying Bottom at our production of A Midsummer Night's Cabaret. What? <laughs> what? You should come see it. What? I'm going to be singing a whole lot. Each of the elephants are going to get up for a minute and talk at you about stuff while making you drink. Um, it's going to be so much fun. Please, please, please come out. Uh, for logistics, yeah. it is oh, on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we are going to be performing this piece at City Tap House University City in West Philadelphia. Um, it's at 39th and Walnut Street. Um, it will be at 6 p.m., Doors, quote unquote, will open at 5 p.m. So this is actually all being performed on a terrace outside. So you will literally get to see the sunset while this oh, is happening. It's beautiful. super pretty. I can't uh, wait to see the space. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, we'll be um, all over social media with details and the cast and everything very soon. And I can't wait to share this with you. And what's the date again? Is it the first or second weekend of June? It is the first weekend it is june 4th so okay. philly beer week opens on june 2nd or 3rd um so we're kind of kicking off the beer week events for city top house on the 4th Ooh. yeah 
Well, I am incredibly excited to see this come together and, and to be even be a part of it. <laughs> um, Katie, thank you so much for talking with me today. No problem. Um, and remember, always drink theater responsibly. Yes. Uh, until next time, I am Robert Jean Palacios signing off. See you all next time. Bye.